Hey, romance nerds. Here's a fun little behind-the-scenes fact for you guys. Oh. I started writing and researching this script yesterday <laughs> because I had just assumed we had covered this topic already. Jackie and I ended up having like a whole back and <laughs> forth about it until we realized, oh no, we actually haven't discussed this incredibly important holiday-related topic ever. So because I love and appreciate you all so much, I refuse to let another holiday season pass by without giving you an episode devoted to Krampus. <laughs> Jackie's thrilled, so let's go talk about Santa's darker half. Woohoo! Hey there, romance nerds. I'm Jen. And I'm Jackie. We're two librarians from Noble in upstate New York, and you're listening to Raging Romantics. In this podcast, we like to think a little too deeply about romance books. If you're into theory, history, and raging about romance landia, then you should stick around. Please be advised that some of the things we talk about may not be suitable for younger listeners. Content warnings for episodes are available in the show notes. Jen, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Let's rage! Okay. Hey, Jen. Hey, Jackie. I have a joke that is going to put us in the frame of mind, the perfect frame of mind for this episode. Okay, I can't wait. Are you ready? Uh, um, Hopefully. Why can't Miss Piggy count to 70? Did her toes get chopped off on the way to the market? Because every time she gets to 69, she gets a little frog in her throat. Ah, Jackie! Jackie, it's not Christmas related. Miss Piggy is pink and Kermit is green and there's a Muppet Christmas special. Okay, all right. God. Thank God this is I told you last. it had nothing to do with anything. That's I've true. just been I'm just saving like... it to tell you because I knew I had to. Well, now that I'm in the right frame with Piggy and Kermit, I want to say happy holidays to all of our romance nerds. <sighs> Jackie and I are so happy we've gotten to have another 23 full-length episodes and minisodes with yeah. you. And thank you, as always, to Northern Onondaga Public Library for letting us record all of these episodes. And tell jokes like like I just told. The last couple of years, and please don't fire me for that joke, but it was really funny. (laughs) So if you like this podcast or think we're even a little bit funny, I don't know if you do or not, why not check out what your local library is doing for December? Yeah. hey, maybe check out your holiday movies at the library instead of paying 80 bucks to Disney or Hulu. I think that could be really bad. I want to watch The Last Holiday so bad, and I can never get it on the streaming platform I have. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get it up from the library. It's right Right there. there. It's right on the shelf. I've been craving Queen Latifah for a long time. That's such a good one, too. Mm -hmm. Is that your favorite holiday movie? It's up there. I really love The Holiday. Yeah, that's a good one. I know that's kind of a cliche. I love that movie so much. I made my mom watch it before Thanksgiving. See, it's really good. But I I also do have a fondness, not to go back to the Muppets so quickly, but I love Muppets (laughs) Christmas Carol, too. Mine is Arthur Christmas. Mm. It's a newer one, and I just, it makes me cry every single time. It's so nice. I love it. So, like, I said in the intro Jackie and I realized we haven't actually talked about Krampus yet I was really shocked like I'd had a whole other theme in mind that I'd started kind of working towards until I talked to Jackie and I was like yeah because we've done Krampus and she's like no we haven't and it was just a very embarrassing five minute conversation before she convinced me we have not done Krampus doesn't feel right I feel like it's something Jackie would have stolen like I know I'm surprised I didn't do it to be honest so now it's mine (laughs) so totally unacceptable we are fixing our mistake right now. I don't know how this episode's going to go because I've been working on it for a day. I usually <laughs> I, I usually like to have more time to think about it, but I think I'm good. I've had a lot of thinking time and I'm like, I have a lot of stuff to say. So we'll see. Okay. So for those who don't know, Krampus has become a bigger cultural figure in popular America. American culture in the mm-hmm. last like 15 years or so let's say he's been in multiple horror movies and in several cities here in the states and over in Europe Krampus runs where participants dress up as Krampus and run around causing like mayhem are becoming very popular 
you're did, have you done it no but my script oh. doesn't have any of that in it i know oh you're sneaky that's why it says jackie's version yeah, there's a i'm thing. gonna keep that in there's things there's coming you're there's being sneaky coming. okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna sit back and enjoy the show let's go okay so long time listeners know jackie and i are always pointing out that romance reflects the culture in large so of course krampus is finding his way into romance novels too not that much of a shock so today i want to talk about who krampus is for the people who maybe don't know him and discuss with jackie why we think we're seeing him more frequently in romance like I have what, an idea. what are we seeing in society that here he's popping up <laughs> Right. Just as a spoiler, just really quickly, I guess, I do think a lot of what draws people to monster romance also draws readers to Krampus. So if you want a wider discussion about monster romance, definitely check out the first 30-ish minutes of our episode when we discuss it. Uh, right before Jackie and I start rambling too much, mm-hmm. and in hindsight, it was a little too much. It was a little. You're talking stop. about a monster episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Stop when you listen to the monster episode. Stop right as we're starting to like. What is a monster episode? It, it goes on too long. Yeah. So, but then you can also listen to our interview with Jillian Graves. Yes, and she does it in a much smarter way. Yes, than I just did. She's so, an amazing author. So. I'm not going to revisit that well too much, but I guess we'll see if it pops up. It pops yeah. up. One last disclaimer before we really dive in. I try really hard to keep Jackie and I reined in when it comes to certain <laughs> aspects of romance, just because this is a work podcast. We're, My joke said it all, I though. know. We're not always good at it, unfortunately, but I do try really hard because there's certain angles we're just never going to be able to touch. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I realized what I said before I wrote it. This is very, 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 very true for Krampus. So since you guys are smart listeners who can read in between the lines, when I start talking about certain characteristics of Krampus, I'm trusting you to just connect the dots on what parts of Krampus might be very attractive to certain kind of readers. And don't worry, I'm sure Jackie and I will talk every other point to death. Just not that one. I see your eyes. You're not. No, I'm not getting fired for this. So with all that out of the way, let's start at Jackie's favorite part, the very beginning. Yes. But we're going to do it in a different format. Since Jackie, with how excited you are to talk about Krampus, oh God. I'm assuming you know some of the history. Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. Well, we're going to put that to the test. Oh, God. Romance I don't like tests. Welcome to our first ever pop quiz, oh where I no. put Jackie's knowledge on the line. Okay. Let's see how smart you actually are, historian. I'm not smart today. Game show music here, future Jackie. Okay. the spirit of Krampus and Santa, this is how the game is going to work. Oh, no. If Jackie gets a question right, she gets a cookie. Oh. If Jackie gets a question wrong, I will shoot a rubber band at her. So I hope you're feeling good about your Krampus knowledge, Jackie. Not really. <laughs> I don't like pop quizzes. My per- inner perfectionist does not like them. And my other one doesn't either. Well, let's get started. <sighs> Fresh baked cookies, by the way. Mm, okay, okay. And lots of lots of rubber bands. Right. I made the clerks go fine for me. <laughs> Question one: True or false? Or who knows? The Krampus is a half goat, half demon monster that punishes children for misbehaving. True. Yeah, there you go. Good job. Look, look how easy this is. <laughs> that was easy. Okay. One cookie for you. Okay. Cookie. That. You got one little thing in your sack. I'm like Pavlov's dog over here. Yeah, that is very true. Good job. <laughs> the versions of him do change a little bit. Sometimes he has one foot. He has one cloven hoof for some reason in a couple versions. I don't know why. Because of the devil. Well, I know the cloven hoof. The, the hoof thing is always the devil. But in like some versions, he's got one human foot. And the other one is one hoof. Oh. So it's like half and half. 
because he's like half man, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to know the reason behind that, but it's not. Anyways. <laughs> Good thing I didn't ask that question. <laughs> Other times he carries pitchforks or bells. He usually has some kind of chains mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. Again, connecting mm-hmm. some dots, right? Sometimes he has multiple sets of horns. Mm-hmm. But basically, every variation of him has him with a huge, monstrous face, a big, hairy body, a long, pointy tongue. Jackie, shut up. And he always has a birch rod to beat naughty children yes, with. Yes, he does. And oh, not the children part, though. <laughs> and a basket to carry the especially bad ones to hell. Mm-hmm. Or he either tortures them or eats them or he just, like, hangs out with them. That, that part's never been clear, but yeah. there's a lot of pictures of him eating kids, so that's probably the the realistic version. So, <clears throat> no. good job. We got one point on the board for Jackie. Okay. Question two. True or false or who knows? The Krampus originated from traditions dating back to the New Year's celebrations in ancient Persia. Persia? Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was Persia. False. Yeah, there you go. I tricked Yay! you. <laughs> <laughs> Krampus actually originated from Yuletide traditions yeah. in Slavic and yeah. Alpine regions. Yeah, I was tricking you. I was going to say, why he's Germanic. Why are you saying Persia? Put a cookie in the bag, woman. <laughs> snap, snap. Give me a cookie. <laughs> There you go. She's got her cookie. She's got her cookie. I'm feeling too confident now, folks. He, well, you won't. So (laughs) he started off as more of a category of monster with multiple different versions of kid-hating demons kind of all around the region. But Krampus just won the popularity contest, and he's much more well-known than any of his other counterparts, so I don't care about those people. He sort of gets lumped in with all the variations, though, so... You know, the locals probably get annoyed when we call everybody Krampus, but honestly, like, to us dumb Americans, like, everything's Krampus. I'm sorry. So... Participants dress up like Krampus with fur coats, wooden monster masks, and carry birch rods. They gather together and go on Krampus runs where maybe they're just walking around, showing off to the crowd, but they may also chase some unlucky bystanders down and attempt to hit them with their birch rods. You've seen the pictures, right? Yeah. Oh, they're okay. hilarious. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I hope you guys take the opportunity to Google because some of this is really funny. One of the best ones is in Austria. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good job. You're, you're feeling good so far? You feeling good? Not really. <laughs> we'll see. Question three true or false or who knows there are written records back from the 6th century showing the existence of krampus 6th century where in the world in the region but where in alpine region the, where we just said he was from 6th century sixth in century. alpine mm-hmm. false yeah look at you you're so smart look at this you're so worried for nothing paleographer here there was no 6th century writing in that region there you go and that's that's the thing yeah Detailed descriptions of Krampus have only been found as early as the 16th century oh. because that's when flo- uh, folklorists started writing about the Krampus runs. Oh, that so makes sense. They were kind of describing like the costumes and what people were up to and doing. The 6th century thing was something I saw thrown around a lot online when I was researching. A lot of people were just like, oh, we think it was the 6th century, blah, blah, blah. But there's like absolutely no I proof. I think it's because that was when the Romans were kind of like, their writing was at a height. And know. there was a lot of Roman legend going mm-hmm. around, especially in the Alpine region. Yeah. But they weren't really telling folklore. They were telling mm-hmm. Christian mythology. By I don't point. know. See, I think it's just an assumption that the myth of Krampus has been around longer than we yeah. can track in written for documents. Sure. For sure. None of the citations claiming this actually brought me to a real 6th century source. So if you do your own Google online, and take it with a grain of salt because okay. I think like I noticed a lot of people were just constantly being like legends say this says blah 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 and then they couldn't point to anything good mm. like the one source I saw cited was like a wood carver in a video like you know it's not like a real primary yeah. source and you know librarians are very fussy about that yes, stuff yes yes so, yes just say not a real physical source to the wood carver sorry to you but no so Krampus could be uh, not as old as maybe some people assume which is kind of interesting here we go how many right. questions are there ten. Oh god okay 
I got my belt my rubber band ready for this one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We're going fast though. It's fine. Okay. Okay. True or false or who knows? Krampus was a pagan figure adapted for Christmas celebrations. True. You're going to shoot it at me. <laughs> I put this under who knows. Oh. Because there are a lot of sources claiming that Krampus has roots in paganism. But I found other sources claiming that isn't the case. And to me, mm. those arguments feel stronger. So I'm going to list it as who knows just because it's a very muddled origin story. That is story. true. It's very muddled. So I don't want to just be like false to those people who really believe it. But from everything that I could see, a lot of people claim that Krampus is the son of Heel, a, a Norse goddess. And like that could be true. There could be some German overlap there. But most of the articles I read had Krampus listed as kind of like a creation from Austria. And I, I don't, you know, since we didn't see records until the 16th century, that doesn't really connect to Norse mythology for me. Yeah. I mean, also, if we're going with the christianity isn't yeah. originally pagan right is that it, there's a lot of christian christian motifs yeah. in krampus and perfutard mm-hmm. and all those guys so. yeah so i think for me i don't know necessarily if like the catholic church plucked this as a pagan thing and that i don't know like i like the backstory for movies and books of it being like oh he's an ancient god from this area yeah like i get it and there was a book in 2012 krampus published that kind of has like alluded to this a lot where he did make him a norse god and is I that the one by brahm yeah yeah that's like the krampus book yeah, exactly and like apparently it's that's not gorgeous. super true so even britannica repeats that which i was surprised by and they only quote legend as their work cited so like i'm side-eyeing it i just i don't think it's, it's right so if anyone has a real source for this you know <laughs> let us know at raging romantics at noble.org but no for a specific year the earliest written record of krampus comes in 1582 okay so like i just don't see that in germany yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. PBS was able to give me a much better works cited page. Thank you, PBS. And they say huh. the false pagan stories were invented in the early 20th century. Oh. So, Jackie, question five. Assuming the pagan stories are made up, I'm going to make Jackie guess who was responsible for passing on this fake news. Was it A, socialist folklorists and Nazis, <laughs> B, the English Parliament and the monarchy, C, Confederate Daughters of America, or D, Bigfoot. That was well, just for you. Obviously, it's not Bigfoot. I oh wow. Well, so if you believe him, he could be Bigfoot. Maybe he's mad that there's this other big creature running around. Krampus is a cousin of Bigfoot. See? So I'm gonna go with A, socialist, folklorist, and Nazis because anything that's Germanic is the Nazis in the 20th century. <laughs> Actually, that's a very good point. Yes. The socialist folklorists, not like Bernie Sanders, socialist, German ones, they wanted to cast Christianity as a, quote, practice that sullied Norse traditions, Mm -hmm. unquote. Mm -hmm. That might also be why I think Kramis could think, you know, is connected to Norse mythology. Mm -hmm. They might have, like, muddied the waters a little bit. The Nazis then picked it up by claiming this was an ancient custom banned for pagan roots. It it ended up getting banned in Austria in 1932. So it was part of this larger effort for the Nazis to kind of insert themselves into the culture. They had, like, a whole nazi version of christmas mm-hmm. which is wild you know to get rid of the jewish parts yeah. <laughs> you know like jesus yeah. <laughs> that was really funny so they were trying to change certain aspects of christmas with pre-christianity german traditions while also stealing stuff from norway and india so yeah yeah you yep. know moral of the story nazism yep. is dumb and makes no sense exactly like, put a cookie stupid. in the bag <laughs> <laughs> you might get all the cookies this is my dinner well no because i got one wrong oh yeah you did i got one i get to eat in front of you <laughs> i forgot that okay anyway Kay. So, question six. Okay. Again, assuming if the Krampus does not have pagan roots, where does it originate from? A, the wild hunt. B, the Percha. C, from a goblin. Or D, from a corn demon whose name I cannot pronounce in German. Can you put those down so I can see how yeah. they're spelled? Because I'm pretty sure I'm not saying it correctly. Nope. 
<laughs> Do I say anything correctly? Nope. That's okay. Normally Listen, I roll with it, but I need to see yeah, how they're spelled. Listen, you overpronounce and I don't pronounce it all, so it balances out. It does. One of the other uh, podcasts I listen to is actually just talking the same thing between the hosts. <laughs> oh. A corn demon? Yeah, no, there's a corn demon in German folklore. I, it's a, there's a different name for it. I just could, I know I was not going to be able to say it. My gut is saying the wild hunt. Is that your final answer? Bum, no. Bum, 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 because the bum. wild hunt is British. Is it? What's the perch? <laughs> okay, Am I'm going to go with to do the, the B Japanese because song? I have no idea what it is. And that was a good instinct. Look at you. Yay. Yeah, this, <laughs> this perch is how thing. I got on honor roll in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. making smart choices. So... The perch were early alpine spirits described as mysterious two-legged goats with gira- uh, with like giraffe necks. So oh. like very long necks, oh. very hairy. They definitely 100% existed before Krampus. No matter what you think about Krampus, they were definitely here before him. They have wooden masks, very similar to the Krampus ones. They also carry bells to drive out evil spirits of winter. Oh. They're listed under the earliest records of Krampus runs where the local newspaper in Jason talked about them. We won't actually see the real world Krampus until 1862. Uh, they used to be called by a German word. I will not, again, attempt to pronounce. Here, put it in. I'll try. Oh, God. It was under Wikipedia. Oh, here. I can look it up. Oh, Glockerlofen. Sure. The bell running? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Glock- Glocklerlofen. Beautiful. So that seems to be where Krampus could have originated from. Is they, they, they seem like the closest in German mm. folklore. Way closer again than Norse mythology. I feel like that's <clears> just like a little... Yeah. yeah, that's a stretch. But, you yeah. know, the Nazis love the Norse mythology, so... Yeah. And... and yeah. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, question seven. Look at you. You're doing hey. really good. And you were so worried. True or false or who knows? Some of the earliest depictions combining St. Nick and Krumpus appear in early Jesuit plays. Who knows? Oh, I'm getting a rubber band. Oh, no. Ah! <laughs> no, it is true. Oh. It is true. Yes, there is evidence of performances that link the Krampus to Satan in Jesuit theater and the monster frequently appears in St. Nicholas plays. Oh. St. Nicholas plays were like these really popular forms of entertainment back gotcha. in the day. Okay. So it's possible that oh, the Yeah, okay. so it's possible that the beast was used to represent, as PPS put it, the opposite of divinity. See, my brain is going like modern church plays mm-hmm. at Christmas and I was like, No, no way! it was like more no, of a these are thing. like yeah. yeah, like the original street. Before they plays. had TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, a lot of people like having a good guy and a bad guy, and maybe the churches didn't rank Krampus like two pagans, at least according to the evidence I found, but they they would definitely twist any local belief to their advantage. Mm. So it makes totally sense to me that, you know, they kind of take the, this idea of Krampus and he's placed opposite St. Nicholas. Yeah. Like, well, it's perfect you know? town. Yeah, exactly. And, and then eventually from St. Nicholas, you place him next to Santa. So the first picture of Santa and Krampus was published together was in 1865. And that's when they kind of became like, I don't want to say buddies, but they, they were kind of like a, like a, a pair. pair. They were like a duo, they're you know, Santa. Yeah, Actually, there's a couple of romance like that. I was going to say, there yeah. better be a couple there books like that. <laughs> <laughs> but there is some Santa of like he would go and reward the good boys and Krampus would oh, punish the bad ones. So they were kind of like hand in hand. a little Dynamic duo. Yes. I don't know if they would agree with that, the, the Christian church, but. Taylor Swift's anti-hero. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so question eight. Okay. There were bishops, however, in the 17th and 18th centuries that tried to ban Krampus and Krampus runs for reasons other than paganism. Do you think this was because of A, they wanted to protect children from seeing the terrifying masks and awful behavior, B, there was too much destruction and mayhem caused by the celebrations associated with the Krampus runs, C, they were concerned by the sinful actions of young adults under the cover of darkness protected by these anonymous masks, or D, 
Krampus attendees would deliberately target the bishops and chase them around with their switches. D. No. No? <laughs> oh, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put that in there deliberately because I knew you would love it. No, 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 no. It is actually B. The parties oh. were just way too wild. It caused a lot of issues and damage. Even today where they have Krampus runs, sometimes people get a little too into it and it can really hurt people. Like yeah. people will end up in the hospital. Well, to be fair, D is just too. a derivation of B. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I knew you would like the, the <coughs> yeah, thought of the, the switches. I did trick you. should have known it was too specific. I wanted a cookie, okay? I couldn't like make That's it fair. that easy. Also, yeah, I mean, times don't change, do they? No, they do not. <laughs> <laughs> Question nine. The rise in popularity of Krampus in the 1880s was due to A. Parents needing to keep their misbehaving kids in line. B. Krampus postcards. C. How much fun the Krampus runs were. I mean, if they're destroying property. D. The artistry of the wooden masks. It's going to be the art, so it's either B or D. Yeah, pick one. I'm going to go with B because Victorians loved a postcard. And there is a cookie for you. Another one in our history. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. Austria was actually one of the first countries in Europe with a postage service. Yeah. So when it was financially viable, people actually loved to send these hilarious Krampus cards. Jen sent me pictures. Or scary Krampus cards. There's like two different versions of them. You should absolutely Google them. I was, yeah, like Jackie said, I sent her a ton because there were so many good ones. I was telling her if I sent Christmas cards, this is what my Christmas card would look like. Would be Krampus. <laughs> she also sent me one. She's out. like, this would be the cover of, B- of a BDSM novel. I was like, it yep. Would. It would. <laughs> That's what I mean. There was like a very weird collection of Krampus as either a very cute or a very hot person with like a hot young lady. People don't change. They I mean, don't. They so, were just as horny as we are today. So, so. you know what? <laughs> Even back then, people <laughs> found horny. him sexy. So, so you know, don't feel bad if you do too. Well, it fits him. He's got four horns. Yeah. So give me a little room. Okay. <laughs> Final question, Jack. Okay. You're doing good. Okay. True or false, or who knows? UNESCO declared the Krampus plays as vital to the cultural heritage of humanity. True. There you go. <laughs> yes. In 2014, it was declared, but it has to be the Krampus plays in the town of Oblom and Strafia. Yeah. Yeah. That was close. Close. Go. Very good. Thank you. And there we go. That's Put a the cookie end in the bag. Show. Stay tuned as we finally start examining how romance comes into play. You should just start making your own theme music. Okay. What percentage did I get? One, two, three, four, five. Did you get three wrong? I think so, right? Yeah. I was pretty good about putting them in there. Three, four. I got a 78%. Oh, no. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. You got, like, you got seven cookies, though. I know. Yeah, That's so it's way cookies. better. Seven, seven more cookies. cookies than I had an hour ago. So thank there you. Go. Thank you very much. So that was how that I was made fun. history fun. Thank you. Ha, 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 ha. Instead of my normal lectures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mostly wanted to play rubber band at you. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Thank you for indulging me, Romance Nerds. I hope you learned a little bit of something in that fun game. Like, I can uh, beat Jackie sometimes. <laughs> so, let's get to the nitty-gritty. Let's get Yay. to the point of the podcast. Okay. We've got all that background now about Krampus. Let's talk a little bit about why we are seeing him in romance. Because, yes, I made the point of there's always been kind of, like, hot Krampuses in the postcards. Definitely a new thing, though, to see him in erotica. I have not seen that. It's like, like the up. past very three recent. years. Very recent, I'm going to argue. Even when I looked online... And I did try my best. Unfortunately, a lot of the data, the databases I used to look at books, like novelists, they don't do indie. Yeah, and most of this is indie. Yeah, like you're not going to see a Krampus written no. like this in mainstream. You're just not yet. I'm going to make that argument. It's going to be a while if it ever happens. So, you know, I did my best. But as always, there's indie books that disappear and reappear. And as far as I can tell, I've been seeing a lot of Krampus since 2018, 2019. Mm. So very, probably the most recent 
subgenre I'd say we've talked about so far mm-hmm. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So my biggest thing, and I think this is number one, if I can't talk about the other stuff, why I think he's, you know, popular, we'll say. <laughs> and again, you guys are smart readers. I'm sure you uh, picked up that stuff and we do not have to talk about it, Jackie. <laughs> but I want to remind you guys, or for people who are not in the know, I feel like it's a natural foil to the Santa erotica trend that we had too in the last couple of years. Mm. do you remember last year it was like a really big there was all the last Santa, two years like yeah. the naughty list and like 2021 yeah was there was the like bigger. a i don't want to say a boom it definitely was not a boom <laughs> but it happened enough that it was noticeable that people yeah. were kind of like where's all this santa stuff coming from yeah. so i think that's one of the biggest reasons at least for me i feel like when it comes to krampus in this episode we're kind of telling the story backwards in a way um just because I, I probably should have started with Santa, but t- at least to me, Santa's not as fun. <laughs> Sorry to Santa. Because, you know, Krampus does not surprise me as a romance hero. No. Like, obviously, it's just a matter of time. We, we love goat people and we He's love like, monsters. We, yeah, it's like obvious. If I'm being honest with you guys, though, Santa very much does not strike me as a romance hero. No. And I say that knowing there's movies about Santa as like a romantic figure and books and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but like to me he still just strikes me as a very asexual children's character yeah even in things like the santa claus or i can't even think of anything else i know there's stuff the only like anything time debbie mcgummer's ever written like like hallmark yeah the only time it's ever worked in anything that i've read is like it's santa's children mm. and they have they're like yeah. either competing to inherit the mm-hmm. title of santa or it's that movie um with Jack Frost and Hugh Jackman as the Easter Bunny. Oh, yeah. And then it's, it's like claymation. Yeah. Isn't it? Or well, it's like it's a animation. Weird, it's a weird animation. Yeah. Thank you. I just feel like with Santa, I don't know if we're being ageist or fat phobic or he's just like a happy children's guy. Like, I just don't see him as a man. The way I could see Krampus as a man. He's, I mean, he's a father figure. Mm-hmm. He's meant to be, or a grandfather yeah. figure, I should, should yeah. say. So I think for me, authors kind of see, okay, there's like a sudden increase in Santa erotica specifically. And you know what? We can sit here and, and kind of point out some of the factors of Santa that probably are appealing to an adult audience. If, you know, he brings toys to good girls. There he, was a, a lesbian chimney. one that I read oh, and she was a toy maker. Yeah, there's a lot. We're not going to get into details. Quote unquote. Yes. <laughs> but that is like, I can definitely see it. Like, I understand. But I could also understand why other authors are seeing this kind of boom and they kind of want to go in the complete opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Right. They want the darker foil. They maybe they research Santa a little bit and see, oh, there's this Krampus figure. He sounds a lot more intriguing. He sounds a lot more fun. I noticed, too, there were a couple of series that would have like Santa as the first one. And then the second one would be Krampus. It'd be like yeah. part of a series. They'd be buddies. It would be like a, a whole world building thing. So I do think the Santa craze kind of led into the Krampus craze. Krampus did come out first, mm-hmm. but I do I did see evidence of more after Santa. And I will say you want mm-hmm. you said like 2018 2019 yeah. was the first one. And I so the movie Krampus, have you seen it? No, I know it's a horror movie though. It's it's like one of the best mm-hmm. holiday horror movies out yeah. there. It's so good and the ending is great. It is Krampus is a, is a dark figure. Right. Came out in 2015. Oh, okay. So Brahms' book came out in, what, 2010, 2012, yeah. something like that. This movie came out in 2015. Okay. And then we start seeing Krampus Romance mm-hmm. in 2018. That's yeah. like a kind of natural cycle of That's true. evolution. Mm-hmm. So. so, you know, maybe the Santa came from Krampus. That'd be crazy. That'd, That'd be, be fun. Because it looks like the first Santa one was 2020, The Naughty List from Ellie Mae McGregor. Oh, I read that one, yeah. Yeah, that's or at least that's the one that got the most attention. Yeah. That's the one everybody was kind of like, oh, look at this. And then there's a couple that's other... <laughs> I mean, at least I found at least five or six of Santa, but I did. I found a couple more Krampus. So yeah. again, we we kind of like the darker. I mean, we bigger. love monster romance. We do love the monster. Again, we already talked about monster so much, but it the the two of them feel tied together in a way. 
I was just looking up to see how many there's seven over seven thousand results for Santa romance book. Oh. Let's look and see. But it depends because I did I'm the on same Amazon. thing. I did the same thing, and a lot of those are like Debbie Montgomery, or they're like tied to Christmas somehow. It's not actually yeah. Santa as the romantic lead. That's true. And then mm-hmm. uh, Krampus romance book has four hundred thirty four results. Okay, but even then, that's like a big. But yeah, I mean, there's yeah. Fern Michaels, there's Claire mm-hmm. Pines, and a lot of the titles are Doctor Doctor's Secret Santa. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of it too. Some, <clears throat> Santa seems to play matchmaker a lot. Yeah, or like you're right. In Hallmark, he's the son, yeah. and it's like he's gotta go take care of his father's sleigh. Blah 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 blah. I don't watch the Hallmark movies. I'm just kind of guessing. Santa Daddy. Oh God. Yeah. Well, actually, I did see that one. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple called Santa mm-hmm. Daddy. Yeah. That's fun. Anyways, sorry. So definitely an appeal there. So, yeah, we, we go off of uh, a very interesting spectrum, I guess, there. Santa on one end, <laughs> Krampus on the other. interesting spectrum <laughs> of these titles. Yes. If you guys want to be entertained, go to Amazon and search Santa mm-hmm. romance books and just keep, just talk Santa yeah. to me. <laughs> wow. It's beautiful. Okay. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> so, I think, too, just speaking for myself as a cynical person who's not super into the holidays, I do feel like Krampus might be a nice avenue for people who are maybe not into the hallmark Courtney yeah. Ernest thing yeah it's like okay instead of like the power of love and giving at christmas with santa i've got krampus who's got a different agenda plus i mean if you are if you've had a bad past with christianity yeah. or anything like that mm-hmm. christmas can be a really triggering time and yeah. i know a lot of people who've turned to like witchcraft and yule mm-hmm. and solstice practices during this time instead and krampus fits like right in yeah. with yule mm-hmm. so i think it's kind of really a natural predilection yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's a good point so i think if you're if you're not as uh cheery yeah you might want a krampus instead of a santa not to be a grinch but i just i don't like i'm probably not even gonna put a tree up okay honestly i'm just like you hated your tree last year and you only put it up because i made you i know <laughs> it's not that i hated it i just because i love my pink tree it's just it falls a lot and like lucky yeah. like it blocks lucky's view of getting to bark outside <laughs> and i feel bad because it's like his plus TV. then you have to move all your other plants yeah it's just the whole thing like, <laughs> see that's i feel like that's how i am with christmas it's like a whole thing i gotta like unpack stuff and move stuff and just I, my house is already a mess fair i don't need more stuff to move around fair <laughs> yeah i'm really jolly <laughs> <laughs> that's okay mm-hmm. you gave me a tiara all yes. is forgiven there you go that's the spirit see that's the spirit i like <laughs> i think too one of the big things is it's something new and different mm. romance is definitely built on tropes but i feel like we're always looking for fresh and new ways to interpret those tropes and krampus is definitely one i've never seen before and right. i feel like if some people aren't even into horror that much or maybe not super attached to wider culture i, I don't even how i heard of krampus so potentially krampus could be like a brand new monster to people honestly i don't think i heard of him until i started working at the library mm, yeah in 2016 mm-hmm. so that was yeah right after the movie came out yeah i mean i knew of Père Foutard because i studied french and like all those stuff mm-hmm. like similar figures because you know christianity yeah. always had these types of figures and they were very popular in medieval plays yeah like medieval street plays like you were talking about how mm-hmm. in austria they had the run that yeah. was before the run but Krampus himself, yeah, I think it was when I started working at the library. Okay. Yeah, I don't even remember. I just am like, yeah, it's like a thing and in, in, I saw it on TV yeah. probably. Interesting. Probably. And then kind of on the other side of that, I feel like, too, we really love a rewritten story. Yeah, Like, we love to see the kind of twists and cool things people can do. I just read this great book in Krampus and the Crone, Ooh. where Krampus is an alien who crash landed on a planet. We love an alien. Gets obsessed with a young woman pretending to be a crone, kidnaps two kids who are treated badly by the town, and he just, like, adopts them as his family, and he goes and does, like, vengeance. And the very end, I don't want to give away the, the spoiler, but he does dress up as Krampus and Santa, like, together. 
as part of the epilogue. That's hilarious. And just, but the whole steps they took, like, it was very much borrowed from the myth, and she just turned it into a very cool, it's Honey Phillips, like a, like a sci-fi, spicy, um, nice read. It's see, really nice. Jen and I also had this conversation yesterday when mm. we were talking about this, was or whatever day it was, that she keeps seeing sci-fi alien yeah. ones, and I keep seeing monster ones. I was like, mm-hmm. how much of that is our individual algorithms? Exactly. That's a point. It's just so interesting mm-hmm. that, yeah. And I'm surprised, too. I didn't see a whole lot of historical compass, yeah. which is honestly what I was expecting when I sat down to start researching and looking at the kind of books. But I saw a lot of alien. I saw a lot of contemporary of, of like, mean women who have to be put in their place. Yeah. Yeah. Naughty women. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those were the kind of things I saw. I Like, I was really expecting to see, like... Oh, she's being stalked in the village by a compass. That would be amazing. Thing. Yeah, so maybe that's coming like next. Like a dark fantasy. And then I noticed, too, there's a lot of romances that like will lean into the darker aspects, absolutely. But there's others that turn Krampus into a cuddly sweetheart, yes. right? And kissed by the Krampus. A veteran is nursed back to health by a Krampus in the South Pole, and they like fall in love with well, each other. Well, that's like, really so cute. I just downloaded a Kidnapped by Krampus, mm-hmm. which I was like, the cover of it is beautiful. gorgeous. And I thought it was going to be like super dark, and I mean, it's Kidnapped by Krampus. Yeah. No, it's an office romance <laughs> and he's a ceo billionaire and apparently he's a big marshmallow and she's like a snide office helper mm. and he like takes her to help him with his secret project it's beautiful and i was like this is i don't really like office romances but i'm gonna read it because it's krampus yeah it's amazing that's like in the monster episode we come you complained about the office romance the orc yeah the orc i found yeah, I just don't like. I, I don't know monsters and offices. And maybe that's monsterish of me. I don't know. <laughs> monsters can work in an office. They can contain themselves to like be in a cubicle. Yeah. You know, maybe you just don't think they can. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I like my fantasy too mm-hmm. much. So obviously that's fair. So I mean, at least those are the PG thirteen reasons I can kind of <laughs> talk about Krampus in romance. Do you have any thoughts, Jackie? Not that I can talk about on the podcast. <laughs> I know that's a problem. I I really absolutely no judgment to people who love this kind of thing, but I found a lot of the Krampus stuff is straight up erotica. Yeah. Absolutely no judgment. I just I don't know how to talk about it on a work podcast. Yeah. Like We'll have that discussion eventually. No, we will not. I do not want to get fired. <laughs> Maybe a secret podcast. I can I can push it, but I can't push it that far. Yeah. So we hope we filled you up with some joy and some good tidings and I hope you guys behave so Krampus doesn't come after you unless that's what you want. Then let's go whip some deacons with our switches and summon Krampus. (laughs) (laughs) But no, seriously, I will go to Austria with whoever wants to, and then we can go on a Krampus run. Well, you could go in LA. I don't think go to Austria. Okay, I know that was better. The flight is the same length. That's true. It's better, but I mean, they do have Krampus runs in America. You can organize one through the library. Go for it. (gasps) That would be so much fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, have a Krampus. Go up. We have a Christmas parade, and maybe right after we have a Krampus run. Ah! oh my gosh okay there you go I'll, I'll see what i can do pull some strings know some people that's great thank mm-hmm. you very much so thank you guys and hey jackie what are we doing next <gasps> i know i know you're excited about something i so we've been teasing this for a few episodes now and a couple mm-hmm. people probably have already figured it out but jen and i have a very special treat for the end of the year for you lovely listeners mm-hmm. and for us because it was honestly such a great experience yeah. we recorded it before we recorded this mm-hmm. episode um we have interviewed Jennifer Lynn Armentrout. Ah! 
who is, in case you don't know, an amazing, best-selling fantasy romance author. She has been writing for, oh God, she's been writing since Jen and I were in school, Mm -hmm. and she has written across the board, YA, new adult, adult, fantasy, sci-fi, contemporary. She's written it all. In 2020, she kind of had this breakout success. I mean, she was already super successful, but she had a huge breakout success with her series from Blood Nash, Mm -hmm. which was one of the first books to go super viral on book talk which is jen's favorite thing to talk about but it it was it was like it's a cornerstone of why i think that app got to be partially the way it was and we talked about that in the episode and it was great and it was so much fun i can't wait for you guys to listen to it it was a really good discussion and i'm saying that as somebody who doesn't like fantasy i really like this author yeah and she had so much good stuff to say it ended up being an hour and a half yeah it was a long talk that's why this episode is short (laughs) yeah because we're gonna balance it out for you guys this is my gift to you we're just like a quick check-in on krampus yeah and then uh save uh save your energy for jennifer yes so that interview will be out Mm -hmm. friday december 22nd right before the Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas, um and yeah give it a listen go read some jla if you haven't yet mm-hmm. it's great and jen we haven't talked about it in a while but what are you reading now oh i just did krampus and the crone <laughs> that's a cop out it's literally the one i just read uh fine are we still doing um something that's not a romance no it can be whatever what did i just got I'm like 70 books behind, 80 books behind. Oh my goodness. Don't judge me. No, it's okay. It's been a long year. It's really bad. It's been a long year. I just read, I did read a a mob romance yesterday that was okay. I'll probably go back to the others. Oh, you know what? I read I Kissed Share Wheeler. That was great. Oh, there you go. Yes, you really liked it. That one I really liked from Casey McQuiston. I was surprised nobody else in book club really cared for it as much. But I feel like I didn't mind that the teens were stupid because they're teens. Yeah. Like you go in knowing they're stupid. And I was so disappointed because I feel like there was so much to talk about, like with the writing and the plot. And I love to, how do I put this? Uh, I love how much they wanted each other and just disguised it as hatred. Yeah. Like she is so obsessed with this Of course you would like that. I love it. (laughs) And it's just like these two (laughs) mean people falling, like two difficult people falling in love is great. Yeah. It was so good. I really loved that one. I'm sorry nobody else in book club did, but for me it was great. I think it was just why it can be difficult sometimes. It can be. And there's there's definitely why I've had to give up. I think for me, maybe it was just the writing that really grabbed me. So I could get, I could look past like all these dumb idiots. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So I have two that I just really want to briefly mention. So first off, I read Iron Flame. Finally, Um, I made myself sit down and read it. Made myself. It was great. First day percent was like 3.5 stars. It was fine. There was some good spice in it. (laughs) A lot of good spice in it. Um, But then the last 80 pages blew my socks off. Mm -hmm. And I literally screamed so loud. I scared both my dogs and made them fart. That's so mean of you. I did. Like, I was like, oh, my God. And they both jumped up and farted. So it was great. Um, But then I just finished The Midsummer Bride by Katie Mm Wilde, and that is part of her Deadlands series. It is fantastic. Mm. So good. It's like kind of more of a mild spice to it, but Mm -hmm. if you want a quick fantasy romance, it's on Kindle Unlimited, and you can probably buy the paperback. Mm -hmm. I will eventually get it for the library. Fantastic. 10 out of 10. Awesome. Yeah. Super exciting. Well, thank you guys so much. I hope you have a happy holiday season. Please look out for the Jennifer Lynn Armentrout episode. It's going to be, it's really good. I'm really happy with how it turned out. Thank you again, Jennifer, for sitting down with us. It was so nice of you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, Jen, that about wraps it up. What do we always say? Rage on! Bye, guys. Bye.